Hi everyone and welcome to Cooking Goals. You're listening to The Cooks. And here we talk to motivated people who are actually doing something, following their passion, how they got to where they are and their goals for the future. The aim of this podcast is to inspire people to create goals for themselves, to push towards and surpass them. Whether it be small goals like running a four minute kilometre or big goals like owning a home, I want this space to be somewhere people can come for inspiration, to listen in on a great conversation, hopefully learn something and in the process create goals for the future. Today we talk to Candice Jade Oliver, co-founder of Karma Collaboration Hub or Karma Collab Hub or Karma as some people call it and the founder of the Gold Coast Social Impact Leaders Rise Group. How are you Candice? I'm good, how are you? Yeah good, I nearly called you Karma then, I said that many times <laughs> in the sentence there. So we had a great conversation just this morning, the last probably 20-30 minutes which has been great uh, but yeah to kick off things today I always like to talk about I guess my first memory of you or your first memory of me and how we kind of met so in when I turn back in my, I guess my memory bank, I think I was at Karma, in 2019, Plastic Free Gold Coast's first first event that I knew of, and it was more where George came and spoke about edible escapes and how to compost, and Jackie and stuff were there, and um, we all sat around the big, um, seems so long ago now, well, it kind of is, like two years, but the big JAG table, and everyone was watching the presentation on the TV and stuff, so, and I was like, this place, and I kind of realised, I'm like, well, this is my dream come true and it's already here on the Gold Coast. It's a co-working space, it's huge, it's pretty, like there's people working here, there's things to do, like I don't need to do my idea anymore, it's already here. <laughs> and then, yeah, met you and Steve and stuff, so that's kind of my first, I guess, rendition of, of Candice. Yeah. Um, any thoughts? Do you remember me at all? Or uh, I definitely did because the beginning of the plastic-free Gold Coast journey with us was really interesting. Um, because I remember feeling very, very aligned and, and on purpose and I you know, personally felt myself that I had found a beautiful community who immediately challenged my own values and thoughts and pushed me to achieve more. Um, and in the beginning it was a really close-knit family and I remember you actually asking me what made me open up that space and I think just knowing that you had some you know some goals of opening uh, a space quite similar um, that you know I expressed my love of upcycling and recycling and you know I come from a very poor background so reusing things you know comes naturally to me um, I've been called MacGyver a few times <laughs> um, and you know, just ex- expressing you know what that journey looked like for me, um, which I'm sure we will dive into. Um, but just feeling very passionate, and I think in like in my early memories of like our journey was that I I felt enlightened because there were a lot of males that I knew. Um, that had come through the space, but I didn't really connect them to the values that I had. So I suppose, you know, being being naive and, and not really understanding that journey as much as I do now, was that um, it was a little bit more difficult for men to comprehend of recycling and, you know, just taking that um, little bit of action to be more conscious. And I've just learned that I had just picked the wrong friends in the past. <laughs> so yeah awesome yeah it's very hard to I was talking to someone at the gym yesterday where you, where you find I guess your group 
your group or your crew when you're in high school and things like that and you grow out and you become older and, and you go to university or whatever and get jobs and you, you kind of get different friendship groups and you kind of only pick like one or two people from each one that are like kind of like your surrounding people who you kind of look up to or they'll support you in things and then you aim higher and you kind of grow out of that group and go and go and go. And it's, it's hard to try and stay grounded with your own values when things are changing all the time. Like, yeah. So. 100% actually it's a, it's a um, over this festive break, it's something that I personally reflected on. It was a, a, probably the, the, the thing that I focused the most on um, was how my surrounding had influenced who I had become. And just realizing that over the last six months, I kind of got comfortable with a number of my friends and I was going through a really deep personal development space so you know I think it's suited for that time but really having a look at what my goals were for this year and then looking at who my support team was going to be um, you know I, I really had to, to reevaluate how much energy I gave to, to that circle because they're like-minded in, um, in one element but not as like-minded in the majority of my own personal values in terms of ambitions and goals and determination and grit, um, but definitely more on the emotional side. So it's super important. And I, you know, I've read a lot of books and I'm sure you have as well, you know, about, you know, have a look at the, the five people that you spend your most time with. When you really do reflect on that, um, I think it's really important not to be so critical of the individual but ask yourself what you are adding to that friendship and also what you get in return. And does that light on fire in terms of like what you're working on right mm. now? And I think it's okay to chop and change. Yeah. yeah. We're all going through our own journeys. We're all at different stages. And, you know, you've just got to pick the people um, and projects that you're passionate about at the time. Yeah, spending time on, I think a lot of people don't understand, especially when you grow out and you get passionate about something or a project or a person even, and when you go and put all your eggs in the basket, they're kind of like, even the, the same guy at the gym was saying like, oh, I've lost a friend here or there. I'm like, yeah, but you know what? Like if they can't realise that you're trying to do something else and like you can't be there for them all the time, mm-hmm. that they understand that you'll come back, that's what a, kind of like a true friend would be. Like, yeah. Um, Understanding that, yeah, I know who they are. We spent some great time together. You know, they're going down this path. I'm sure we'll reconnect at this point or another point. I'm not going to just drop them. Like, yeah. Um, whereas in other situations where like there's a reason to drop someone for like they've done something or whatever. Yeah. And then your circle just gets smaller or whatever. But I think that's what happens when you become an adult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get yeah. to become more selective in who you spend your time with, and I think it's interesting because. For me, one thing that I've really learned is to identify in the people that I spend time with what their goals are. Because I think quite often we get caught up in the conversation of the here and the today and you know I'm all for living in the present. But if you're not nurturing friendships with people that have the same goals as you, then you do get caught up in that space of, I've outgrown you and you know you know we all know this about relationships if very early on you don't have the conversations around like you know what does this path look like for you like you know do you currently do you believe that you would like to have a family or you know do you have any ambitions of like 
traveling the world because you know this happened to me I was in uh, in a beautiful relationship for three years and we'd never really had the conversation of children and living abroad and when we had we were <laughs> two different people yeah uh, and you know we were able to separate you know on, on good terms but you know I've had friendships that have fallen by the wayside and unfortunately for me I really struggled when I transitioned from um, being an employee uh, into my entrepreneur like journey that a lot of my friends didn't understand the late nights and the weekends and to be honest I didn't really know what I was doing with the late nights and the weekends because you know that definitely wasn't balanced and I've been able to find that now but a lot of people just didn't understand and I spent a lot of time trying to justify myself instead of being able to just stand in my power and recognize that their journey looked a little bit different to mine and you know not try and make it work mm. but this friction there for a reason because yes we were outgrowing each other um, but we're still trying to make it work you know like I'm sure you've been through it. You try to make plans with someone, and you know, like you live two different schedules. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it just never works, and it never works, and it never works. And instead of having this bitterness around, they're not making the effort to see me, or like, you know, are they really a friend because I haven't seen them for so long? Just being able to surrender to the fact that they're on their journey and be a witness to it, and support them from the sidelines, yeah, from afar. And it's I can't. I'm going to butcher this. I can't remember the quote, but it's like. No matter whose journey is, it's not for someone else to understand. It's for you. Yeah. Like if, if you're saying, "Oh, they're going to go do this. Why is that happening?" Well, don't worry. It's theirs. You can't. It's not yours. Focus on yours. Like yeah. yeah. So it's very interesting. And like we'd spend all day talking about people and friends and stuff. Because and it's one of the questions here. Um, I mean, I might even ask about it now. So in terms of like, especially with karma, you would meet strangers like all the time, right? Yeah. And like one of my goals, and I think because we talk about it even now is like adult friendships like and that can sound a or b but in terms of making a friend and it's it's a lot harder i would say to make friends um who in your adult years or who are adults when you're not all going to the same place at the same time and meeting up and having morning tea and lunch and then going to class you know so have you made lots of different you know friends throughout having karma there or previously or before that yeah so I have um, lived in numerous cities around the world, um, and I, you know, I'm, I moved to Australia 14 years ago now, and I, I, I would definitely be comfortable in putting my hand up now to say that it wasn't until karma that I don't feel like I'd really ever settled into a friendship group um, for different, different circumstances, but I really just, I found my people. I found my people who were, were grounded but go-getters at the same time. And the mission, uh, the foundation and, and the pillar of all of our missions was to do good in the world. So it didn't matter whether you were an accountant or marketing or nutritionist or you were running a digital agency or you know, you were head deep in um, a horticultural journey. Like it, you didn't need to be a hippie, basically. Mm. And that's, you know, that's one of the things that you know, in my transition um, from my corporate career into this space now of social enterprise, a lot of people have identified, you know, the, the network and the community as hippies. I'm sure that word has like its own definition, correct definition, and it probably has a number of variations to it. 
but to me it's grounding people who were just on that journey of passion and understanding that lifestyle change and the people that I have met have come from very colorful backgrounds and sometimes when I meet them they're in a very colorful journey and maybe it was with age and maybe maturing a little bit more but the friends that I've been able to, to make in that space are individuals that just see people like they see everybody as a human being mm. and for me that has been the most beautiful thing to be surrounded by and to be supported by that I can go into my own business and be in a place of uncertainty and be in a mess and I've been in there in my pajamas or activewear and you know I'm just one of them we're all there together so you know I think the humility um, amongst the friends is something that I've not I've not had in my life before and for me I feel like that's what I that's what I attach to in people it's just people understanding that the raw beauty of being on this planet together means that we can form these friendships and bonds and we can form collaborations and, and businesses and podcasts and do all these amazing things together as soon as we get to see that that person has their own journey and you know in this space it doesn't feel like it's a competition you know I very rarely use that word mm. there's like there's hundreds of other businesses out there that do what I do and I support them and I cheer them on and there's lots of other people there out in the world that want to start businesses like mine and they work on my space collecting ideas mm. and I support them and I encourage them and I help them because we're all unique so what I bring to the table is different to what someone else brings to the table that's awesome yeah I really want to like get into making friends like because I feel like I, I make a lot of networks mm. like I make like professional networks I can help you you can help me let's do what this together what are you looking for? people to hang out with yeah this is your podcast yeah no but like, <laughs> people, like people to hang out with like like we said previously like growing out of your circle like I'm like I'm doing a PhD I've got a podcast I'm a dietitian I've got things I want to do I've got a girlfriend like I want to be able to have a coffee with someone new or even like when we talk about doing the buddy system of social impact leaders, right? like having a buddy that I can talk about work stuff with, but then just turn off and be like, oh, did you see that football game? Yeah. Do you know? Like a lot of my friendships are either friend friends or work friends. There's yeah. no like intertwine of like, yes, you're a great friend. Um, I might have two or three. Like I met a guy last year or the year before, Jono, and we'll talk every two weeks now on the phone. And he's like, he's doing his PhD as well. And also... Like, we'll go have coffee. Like, that that type of friendship. Like, yeah. yeah. I have a question for you on that, because this is something that I've been playing with in that space, is does it come down to who puts in the effort? I think it comes down to how the effort won, but also what that person, like you said to me, what are you looking for? Like, if I'm contacting someone on LinkedIn, it's professional. Like, come on the podcast, talk about this, or I want to make a connection with you in terms of my PhD. Whereas, like, a Facebook ad friend is more like a friend friend. So like, what are they, why are they coming to you or why are they said hello? Like things like that. So you might have acquaintances at the gym, which I do, probably won't see them outside of the gym. I have people 
in Burley in James Street, who I'll probably see. Um, and then I've got professional contacts and then school friends, who are friends don't do any work with. Does it come down to the fact that you haven't asked people that are like-minded to engage in a social activity? Yeah, but like, what do you say? Like, hi, Candice. Uh, I'm 24. My name's Nathan. I want to be your friend. Like, it's, you know, like, whereas when you're a child, you just make friends. It just happens. Do you know what I mean? I think it becomes, for me personally, you know, like, I've played a lot recently where that term of, like, effort. Like, how much effort do I put into Mm. catching up with people and the relationship? So, I found that you know, when I do when 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 I do make the effort, the majority of the time the people do come to the party, and I totally get what you mean. Like you know, like I used to have a cook business, and it was very difficult in that space to make genuine friends because everyone was trying to be better than each other, and you didn't know whether they were genuinely wanting to take you out and you know have a coffee and have a chat, or whether they were trying to find out the latest gossip or what you were yeah, or sell you or buy you something exactly. yeah. And I think it just comes down to the being able to set your own boundaries. So, and also, and also just being able to put yourself out there. So, no, you don't need to <laughs> exactly be like, hi, my name is this, and this is what I like, and will you be my friend? Yeah. You can already identify that someone has those foundations and values that are the same as yours. Mm. So you see them as someone that is like-minded. And the big thing that I ask myself is, if I haven't asked them to have a coffee with me, maybe I'm losing out because maybe they just don't have the courage to ask me. Mm. I think that the, the word effort for me gets misplaced because I put so much effort into my work stuff that my time is lower to put in as much. So then do you expect people that um, have like that hold you in high regard because of what you do for work or who you are? Do you expect them just to message you? No, not at all. Like, I, if I'm if I'm waiting for something from someone, I'll just go and contact them myself. I'm like, I'm not I'm not afraid to be like, oh, who they haven't said something. I need to I need to wait. I'll just go. I'm just gonna fucking call them and say, hey, what's going on? But I, I appreciate when some friends are like, we understand you are busy. We would like you to come if you can't make it. That's great because they they but I don't, it's hard for them to to understand. Not everyone understands the like the 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 demands. Yeah. Like we were talking about before, with so many projects. Family, friends, like I think be transparent. Yeah. The, like like when you saying it was brutal at the at the thing the other night that wrote you like, Well, I've just got this stuff, I'm sorry, this is how it is, like But I'm, then also still check in on me and if you guys are going for coffee or going out, um, you know, to have a beach day, then don't forget about me. Yes. Yeah. You know, I've also learned that on, especially on this entrepreneur journey, and, and I assume that it is the same, you know, on that academic path where you spend so much time with your head down, and if you do have people that um, that you would call friends or acquaintances that support you, that it's quite often you have said no, 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 can't make it, sorry, need to do this, got to study, yeah. but they tend to forget about you, yeah, and. You know, I take this into to all of all elements of, of business as well. Like sometimes for me, it's I've got my head down so much trying to ensure that I'm you know doing all the tasks that I need to at work that I forget to show up for new people. So in terms of that, like how will new customers know who I am if I'm just focused on doing the things that I need to get done? Mm. You know, and that's the that's the cycle that needs to happen. So 
And the same thing with friends is that I almost allocate time. Yeah, same. Yeah. Or just to send the people that I really do care about a voice note, a message, a video, just to give them an update on my life. Mm. Just so that they know that I'm thinking of them. Um, I am being vulnerable by, you know, possibly stating like, you know, it's been a really difficult time for me lately. You know, I'm battling with my own demons between like, should I really be doing this? Am I wasting time? You know, I'm losing all these opportunities to spend with you. But deep down inside of me, this passion and this fire is is telling me that I have like a bigger purpose and I, and I need to be on this journey. And the journey looks like this in terms of demand. Mm. Like I've got to study X amount of um, hours a week, you know, and then I've got to look after my own mental well-being and that might mean meditation, the gym, yoga, and if you do have a significant other, like I've got to spend time with them and, you know, the quality time. Mm. <laughs> I've learned that lesson myself. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't really leave a lot of hours in the day to, to give to somebody. So, yeah. you know, just being very transparent in just when you are thinking about people, just let them know. And, you know, I don't really have a lot of shame in, you know, I connect with people on LinkedIn because like they've made a comment on something or they've posted an article and I'm intrigued by it. I'm not, in, I'm not generally intrigued by the article. I'm intrigued why they were intrigued. Yeah. Because like, I think it's cool. Why do they think it's cool? And I tend to now when I reach out, I'm not generally reaching out because of them and what they've studied and, you know, Obviously, I have a look at their, at their profile and, you know, identify who they are in terms of, you know, what they've done to, to become this person they are, so their studies and places they've worked, etc. But it doesn't mean that that's who they are. Who they are has liked the comment, has left the comment, um, has, you know, done the copy for that article. Mm. And it's that inside person that I'm genuinely intrigued by. And I think that's the human connection, because you could have a money, you could have a job that I don't even understand. Mm. But if I've had an interaction with you and you've made me laugh and you've made me feel welcome and supported, and I feel like you've seen me as a human in all of the mess and all of the glory, then that's what I'm connecting with. Yeah, who they are, not what they do. And I'm connecting with your title. Mm. We have similar interests, and maybe what you do is something that I am interested in. And we can connect on that level, but it's getting deeper than that. And I think maybe that's like a lesson that I've learned over the last few years, like really yearning for being supported by people that see me, that I can be vulnerable with, because there's only like there's only so long you can wear this like strong facade. Like we're humans, we have ups and downs. Mm. We have days where you know we're on fire and we're going to take over, and then there's days that we just want to burn everything to the ground <laughs> you know yeah. and when you can get to a place with people to be that honest you allow them to express themselves and for me that's been like the, the biggest lesson is I just literally when, when someone is in my realm that I am inspired by or that I want to connect with because I, I enjoy their energy I just tell them that I'm just generally honest. And if they don't feel the same, then what have I lost? Yeah. You know? I, I find it I find it easier to do that than try and make sales, like cold calling sales. Yeah. Because 
I think everybody in life wants to be validated. Everybody in life wants to be loved. They want to be seen. And essentially what they do for work and how they make their money isn't really even a big part of who they are. Mm. They've been attached to it. But who, 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 are, who are they? Mm. Maybe they like, you know, little model airplanes. And maybe I do too. And maybe that's a secret I've never told yeah. you. Yeah. But I've identified that in them. Yeah. I think I need to even take, just quickly taking something out of that would be like, I always at the, have started to recently be like, well, this is when I'm available, but I should also be like, when can I fit in with you? Like, as we talked about earlier, like trying to fit two schedules to together. Send, when I first started seeing my current boyfriend, I used to send her my schedule. Yeah, I just asked Abby to send her mine on Mondays. I'm like, let me know when you're free and what you're doing so I know. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> is that really genuine connection? You know, I think that we we need to take a step back on this pressure that we have on everybody to be there and you know to be free and to be available and just you know be be persistent Mm. if you genuinely care about something whether it's a passion or a hobby or work or a friendship or relationship you just keep trying yeah i think i think it does come back to what you said before about effort like it's very much like put in what you get out like we said before what you focus on grows things like that so it's a very and i think that you you know like i have learned i don't I don't send my boyfriend the schedule anymore. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, cancel that text out. You made the last. that. Yeah. Or, the, or the link to my calendar. Yeah. I have a look at what I have going on, and it's in the, it's in the language. So you know, I am across a lot of projects, um, and my partner and I don't live together. So you know, I have to, I have a look at how, what my week looks like, and I I make time for it. Mm. and sometimes other little things have to fall by the wayside and if I've got to, you know if I was going to be catching up with a friend but I'm not going to have a lot of time spending with them I will message that friend saying I'm you know I'm really sorry I'd love to catch like I'd love to catch up I've been thinking about you um but I don't really have a lot of time to spend with my partner this week um so you know sorry I've got to cancel um but I would love to see you when I'm next available mm or you know when we can next make a time and but nurture that yeah don't just say that and then just leave it mm. you know make sure that maybe in a couple of days time you send them another message or you you know you might find a meme or something that you know, reminds you of them and you know just keep them included in your life I think quite often we think you know to nurture those, those friendships and the relationships that we, we need to be in their company all the time as, you know, going back, I think people want that like validation. People want to know that oh, that person was thinking of me. That was nice. Mm. You know, and that's what it comes down to because we live live busy lives. You know, send them a little video just saying, "I just had this funny thought about when you and I did X." Or yes, yeah, like keeping them in your reach. You want picturing in my head like someone with a million arms and just making sure they got just a finger just on someone. Exactly. Like, yeah, because that's like, what they really want. Yeah, it might At be longer. They, like it might be a longer arm and a shorter arm because you talk to them more often or less but it's keeping them around you. Yeah. If you genuinely care for them, I'm mm. not saying do that just so that, you know, you're boosting your ego. I've got all these friends. And yeah, these of course, yeah. Um, and when you do manage to spend time with them, you know, spend genuine time. Like I'm, at the moment, you know, there's a lot of things that I would love to, to achieve. There's a lot of places I would love to go. Like I, I'm a big foodie, so 
there's a lot of new places that have opened up on the coast. So I try and combine things now. Mm. I'll message a friend saying, I would love to see you. I would also really love to go to this new cafe. Can we have lunch there? Boom. Done. Two birds, one stone. And I'm quite open about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, instead of saying, oh, I don't have time to see you because I need to go to this place. And, you know, going back to the language, you know, like I would express to my partner, like I've got a lot of meetings this week. I'm, I'm back to back and I need to get X, Y, and Z done. Um, can we do lunch on this day? And can we do dinner on this day? And what I've learned to do is, um, he's a tradie, so he's, you know, very different to what I do. But I try and bring him in on something. So if I've been writing um, articles or copy for something, I, you know, I'll do that thing where I ask him like, hey, do you want to come over for dinner? Um, and also, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm quite a cheeky person. So I'll say, and while you're here, I've got a little job for you. Can you please have a look over my, like my article I've written? Because it keeps them included. Yeah. You not know, separate. Like, yeah. Not separate. And I think that, again, if we take on that mindset of, you know, people want to be validated and be included and just know that you're thinking of them and care for them, when you include them in your everyday, they feel just as much a part of your life as if they were seeing you every day. So I think that's, for me, just learning, like, how I can change my language with the people that Mm. I want to spend time with and, you know, also how I can nurture those relationships when I'm time poor. I think that's how you would have even, like, generated, I guess, the the family now that you've got at Karma would have been those, those traits and those things like effort and what you said about scheduling things in and keeping people in touch and letting them letting them know that you care about them has helped form yeah. like the the community i guess the feeling when you walk in the doors you know past the gate at karma so it's a family so i don't come from a close-knit family and mm. all i've ever wanted in my life is a close-knit family so you know just being able to recognize that there's these few things that you can do um, you know, in, the, in this day and age, you know, like obviously being an entrepreneur, I'm surrounded by a lot of other um, business owners or, or people on a pathway. And if I see articles or, um, you know, I get a newsletter or, you know, there's been an, an article or a tweet or whatever the case, mm. or a YouTube video, and, and I've enjoyed it. Like recently, I was saying to you before we got jumped on this podcast about this book I'm reading, The Soul of Money. As soon as I see someone and I know that it will align with them, immediately I engage in a very quick conversation. I've been reading this book, you would absolutely love it mm. because you think like me. Immediately, you know, that gives them like this warm, fuzzy feeling like, oh, they're thinking about me. Oh, they understand me because they're now, you know, making comments as though we're aligned. Mm. Like, I'm their friend. Mm. Um, and you know, I put it out to people, I tag people in things going, hey, this would be a like, perfect opportunity for you to have a look at. But I suppose because I, I don't operate from a selfish place. So, you know, every one day I see an opportunity and I, I sort of think to myself like, who would this benefit? And if it's not gonna take a lot of time and energy just to tag somebody in something or, you know, shoot it across them or take a screenshot, that's that one finger, mm. as you said, like mm. just, you know, just letting them know that I'm thinking of them. Mm. And that comes down to, and that'll be probably the next thing I'm going to get into is your, I'll put it down the bottom here to be one of the last questions, but your, um, your passion and purpose of serving others. Mm. And so <laughs> how long 
does it take, or how long does it take you to get that? Um, I, or to grasp it, or to even put it into words? I'm still doing it, mm. to be honest. Um, it's been a journey, so I, I grew up in a household where I had to raise my younger siblings, so I became this mother figure very young. Um, and I never really recognised it, probably until maybe about five years ago, where I realised that this, this nurturing pattern I had came from that, that childhood. Um, and, you know, understanding behaviours a little bit more, you know, why you do the things that you do and where you learn them. Um, so I recognised that I had that. And I went through a, a, a time where I started to question, like, was being of service to others something I did because of ego or validation or, you know, just, just because it's all I've ever known. And for me, when I, when I really break it down, is that I genuinely think, I suppose back to like a tribe, like a tribe, that we're all here to look after each other. And it doesn't matter what position you hold, we all serve a purpose. And for me, I love to be in service of people. I love to help people. Because like the knowledge and skills that I have are very different to another. And this is what this this is the process that I'm sitting in right now is, you know we we were talking before and you know Sometimes you have those moments when you're talking to someone and you kind of question, like, how do they not know that? Like, that's pretty, like, it's a common sense kind of thing. Mm. Um, and because after a couple of moments of that, you know, like being in service, I'm like looking after people. I'm like, how come people keep asking me, like, how I do this and why I do this? Like, isn't this like what we're supposed to be doing? Um, and that, like, supposed to be doing is something that I started to lean into of are people that are selfish better off? Or is there a fine line between being selfish and selfless? Or maybe being selfless is selfish. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, like I really, I've been down that rabbit hole yeah. of trying to, to understand what that looks like. And, you know, I've, I've, I've had times in my life when I've been, you know, completely depleted because I've given everything to everyone else and not really nurtured what I wanted. But what I, rec- what I recognised was it's when I've had a lot of inf- like external influence um, saying to me that I needed to slow down, I needed to look after myself, I needed to be doing all these things that weren't natural to me. My natural purpose was to be in service. So you know, I did a lot of volunteer work, a lot of humanitarian projects, and I've been like that since I was a kid. So for me, that's a behaviour that I've learned. I've learned to become that person, that's how I grew up. Mm. And you know, being in the position that I am now and you know having these conversations with people and they ask like why do you do that to me it comes as naturally as breathing like I, I don't know I wouldn't know myself without that actually I had lunch with um, a, a behavioral coach the other day she's a friend of mine but I think she was pulling on her um, <laughs> on her career her, her career blanket over me and um, two birds one stone yeah, yeah two birds one stone which is fine I think she was practicing but she must have been practicing anyway. She said to me, if you were not able to help another person, what does your life look like? And it was really confronting actually, because I wouldn't know what to do with myself. Mm. 
And then I actually sat back and I said to her, well, that would never be the case. And she said, well, what if it was? And I said, well, listen, I don't, I don't see how that would happen. Mm. And this was like, it turned like into, you know, like a little friendly argument. Yeah. Where I was like, don't try and challenge me on something that I feel so passionate about. <laughs> um, Personal attack, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was like, well, just because you do it doesn't mean to say that I can't do it. And she goes, I do, but I do it in different ways. And that is what, like, really triggered me is, you know, understanding that everybody is in service, but the expectation that I have of myself and what that looks like isn't necessarily the same of another. So, you know, and that can be applied in so many things, the expectations of the actions that we have that go on in our life um, and what seem right to us or what seem wrong to us aren't necessarily the same for another. So being in purpose for me really looks like this mothering figure where you come to me with a problem and I will find a solution for it. You come to me, um, you know, being in, in, in an unstable emotional state, you know, I will nurture that. And then if it needs more, you know, I will go out of my way to, to find the correct um, clinical in, in, individual, professional individual, um, but I just don't forget about them, you know. Mm. And <laughs> sometimes can be a curse because sometimes people pop up into my head that I helped years ago, and I want to know how they are, mm. and then I go down that rabbit hole, and you know I get caught up in everybody's energy and pathway. So now for me, it's it's learning that the boundary of yes I will be in service and I, and I will help but there has to be a point in time where you want to help yourself too or if it's working on a project yes I will get it so far but I can't see it all the way to the end because what I'm very good at is bringing people together um, getting things done but I'm, I'm, I'm not the labor person I'm not the mechanics person I'm not the systems person um, and just being able to identify that. And, you know, if, if anything for anyone listening is to, to have a look inside and ask yourself, like, what can I bring to the world? And if you're not a people person, you're not going to be creating communities. That's, mm. not, your, that's not your jam. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be out there talking, selling things. You're going to be that's not something you. different. Yeah. That's not you. So whatever the power, like the the power you have and however you connect to like this divinity like use that to like progress in your relationships and, and friendships so you know for example like if you were a people person I don't I, I wouldn't be saying to you just message random people and say hey my name's Nathan do you want to be my friend yeah that's not the way you go about it yeah you know we, we've really got to understand who the individuals are and how they could be of service and who they are as, as a person and the value that they put on certain things. So, you know, in my last six months of like really like doing a deep dive on, on myself, I realized that I have very high expectations of other people. Um, and not for them to achieve. I'm a very sentimental person. So, you know, if I had, um, you know, for example, yesterday I had a very big meeting and I had connected that my partner would send me a message to say good luck and he knew about it but he didn't he didn't send the message and I was angry 
because I had that expectation of him. He did obviously ask me like later into the day of how it went, but I had this expectation of my perfect partner is going to you know, know that I'm going to be stressed out and anxious and they're going to calm me down by doing this and this is what's going to happen then and then I'll feel better. Whereas, like, that's something I said. Like, we didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was none, 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 of, none, none of that, like, yeah. none of that was actually um, verbal. It was in my head. Mm. So, you know, that expectation of what I expected from someone. We can't expect everybody out there to be volunteering and, you know, trying to help other people because they're on their path. It might be the case that they're in a position where they only have the capacity to help themselves right now. Mm. And if they, are, if, they, if they can find the courage to just be vocal about, you know, like, I understand that you do this, but really, I only have the energy for that, this that I'm working on right now. I don't know what the future looks like. I, you know, I'd love to be a part of it, um, but I don't know when, and I don't know whether that would even really happen. But the idea of it excites me. Yeah. But right now, this is the only thing I can do. I've, I've run into that. Don't feel like you're alone. Run into that box where I know that the day's going to go like this today, but I haven't told anyone about it. So I go and do it, and then they turn around and go, "What happened today?" Or "What are you doing today?" And like oh, I thought, thought you knew I was doing all that, but I didn't have that conversation and say. That happens to me all. <laughs> I'm doing all these things today, and they go, "What about me?" And I go, "Oh, well, like you're in there, but I just haven't told you that you're in there." And you need to be there. But. Yeah, uh, I have this with my partner quite often because I've, I'm a visionary. I, I see things. There's been circumstances where I haven't invited him to an event because in my head, uh, I've been to the event already. It's not something he was going to enjoy. And I've played out different situations yeah. because he's more introverted and I'm more extroverted. Um, certain circumstances and, and that... Um, that we've had in the past where you know I've been speaking and obviously then I've got to connect with people afterwards and I'm having these amazing conversations and you know I love to talk so I get on these rabbit holes and deep dives and get real serious and you know get sometimes get very spiritual and he's just standing in the shadows yeah and um, because I've had those experiences or I make assumptions yeah uh, I failed to actually explain what was going on in my head. Yeah. So then when I because you've already lived it, no need to explain it because you've done it. Yeah. And then when people do ask me, I almost get irritated because I'm like, "How do you not know?" Yeah. I've were you not there? I've you were there through, in the corner. <laughs> I've been through it a hundred times. Yeah. I know this is exactly how it's going to work. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. what, why do we need to have a conversation? Like, I don't have a lot of time. Yeah. I don't want to have. I don't have time to have this conversation about something I know is not going to work. Yeah. Not because we've actually put it in place and I've seen it fail in front of my eyes, but because in this imaginary world in my head, <laughs> with these imaginary circumstances and people yeah. and situations, it didn't work. And I think that's actually a really good, I guess, way to ask this question. You actually spoke about this many times mentioned, and this is what happens when people who fail or they never try. I said to someone the other day, I said, like in terms of entrepreneur, you read books or whatever, and like, yeah, go out and fail a million times before you get your first business or your first sale. It's like, you don't want to walk out there and aim to fail. You walk out there and you aim to succeed, and if you fail, so bad. Get up, go again, try again. But don't walk out there going, I'm looking for someone to fail, I want to fail. Like, that's just, that's a dumb way to succeed. It's the law of attraction. Yeah. 
So you'll just get failures all the time. But if you go look for success and you try and you don't get it, that's all right because you'll eventually get there. It's like walking up a big steep hill. You stop, have a breathe, and you go again. But many times you've mentioned to a group of us in quite comfortably that you've failed lots of things. Mm-hmm. Can you please elaborate on your experience of failure and then also name something that had failed and you thought was the end of the world if you have had that situation and you've now you've got that and Candice obviously here today and she's alive and she's all good. <laughs> you know, you've, you've got back up. So, um, well, you know, like immediately after that question, the first word that comes to my comes to mind is resilience and you know I think it's kind of like a cliche word that's being thrown around at the moment but to have grit and resilience are the two most important ingredients in anything because you are correct yes I have failed at many things and not rubbing it in just because <laughs> people assume they will and that's yeah. what stops them so that's what came up this way. yeah I think from um, a very early stage I was just very determined that what I did was going to succeed mm. so I worked really hard at things and when things didn't work out I tried other ways and then I, you know some worked, some didn't but essentially what I realised is that I probably wasn't as passionate enough about them I was doing them based on something else maybe validation or ego mm. when you are very passionate about something at the the, the will inside of you to continue to keep doing it um, seems to come more naturally. And, you know, we've had these conversations around, you know, there's being passionate and then there's doing things that you need to do because they pay the bills. And that's okay. It's your mindset based around all of them. If you think, I have to do this because I have to pay this bill because I want to do something I'm passionate about, that recipe isn't going to work because having to do something to have to pay the bills can easily be converted in I get to I get to do this task that is going to um, that I'm going to benefit from in terms of receiving money and with that money I'm then going to be able to do this so that's 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 one thing that I can continuously remind myself of but in terms of failure um, there's a new fairly new statement that I tell myself over and over Mm. and it's not that delightful but I ask myself like if I'm going to do this and it's not going to work is it going to matter at my funeral that's Mm. like the number one thing I ask myself but I have for um, I think four months ago. I don't know where it came from. It must have been like a shower thought. Mm. And it was, is this going to matter at my funeral at the end of the day? Mm. Or is the underlying foundation of she always gave everything 100% and if it didn't work out, she was able to laugh about it. She always took a risk. Even when everyone told her that it was the wrong thing to do, she believed in it and she was going to make her own mistakes and she went into it willingly knowing that there was a high percentage that it was not going to work. Sometimes I do that because people tell me it's not going to work and I kind of want to prove to them that it will. What? And then it's, it, exactly. Yeah. And then it doesn't. And then I just laugh about it. Yeah. And then I own up to it. I'm like, I'm actually doing that because I thought I was going to prove you wrong. 
and you were right yeah. <laughs> and this doesn't work yeah, yeah. and you know you know being being able to go into those situations lightheartedly i think you know it's easy to say when when there's not a lot of, at risk but if you're going into ventures where there's a lot of capital um and the capital or investment or you know someone's going out of their way i've been um a bit i was involved in a business in 2013 um where a family sold their home in order to have the money to start this business and we ran a restaurant for a year there was not a lot of structure around it we had customers and they loved it but it wasn't there was no plan there was no business plan to make it work and it actually involved um having people from abroad come and do an exchange so it was from a time that i spent months in uh a little place called la reunion next to madagascar and we were taking um chefs and training um oh, sorry bringing chefs and training over to perth where i was at the time to work in this restaurant and there was a lot of things going on like there we, there wasn't a lot of gp and everything so we hadn't worked out how much dishes cost how much staff cost the overheads and we just made it through but after a year we were we were absolutely exhausted we had made a name for it no one was really um coming to us with an offer of buying it out we didn't really see an escape from it and i at that time very 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 clearly remember sitting down and sitting down outside and having a look at it and going I always wanted to have my own restaurant. I have my own restaurant. But it's almost killing me. So I don't want to have it anymore. Mm. And we shut down. And from that, I just thought I did a good project. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted I wanted to do it. I did it. But I didn't see like the future of it being positive mm. for myself or for what it was. Um and I just realized that I did it. Yeah, I, did, being, I didn't need to do it forever. Yeah, being contemporary, you gave it a go. Like you hit, you know, you're here for 80, 90 odd years. You might give something a go. You might you might not still do it. You know what I mean? And that's not a bad thing. Like some people switch from drinking X milk to this milk. Oh yeah, just drink that milk. Don't eat more. Oh, I used to eat, I used to eat wheat bakes. Now I eat this. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like this, this is we put too much pressure and this like serious format and structure around like. If you do this, you need to do it forever. Like for like you're doing your PhD. Mm. Let's just say mm. <laughs> that you know you've got a couple more years to go. You go out into in the big white world. You do it for a year and a half, and you think, "Bugger this! I'm going to become a mechanic." Yeah. This is what I want to do now. This is what I'm super passionate about. And you go back to studying for another three, four years. Yeah. Who like does it matter? At the end of the day, what is the journey? Because we from the outside generally make an assumption and judge people by like oh you can't do that like you can't let it go um it can't fail because what because the the success is behind like what the, the definition of success behind it has uh, a different meaning to you or to me like when i went into that restaurant i thought i am going to be a successful restaurateur this is going to be the first of many I was so dedicated. I went to the course of TAFE. Yeah, cool. And I dedicated my life to to that. What I realized was that I love people. 
I love customer service. I love giving people an experience. And I love the art of food and drink. Mm. Did I need to have a restaurant? No. Did I want to have one? I did. Did I do it? Yes. Would I do it again? Yes. But I got smarter. It really helps you grow into the person that you are. Like the experiences that you do, the projects you do, whatever, the people you meet. They help you go, oh, cool, I've learned something from this. This is what I now like. And this might change, but for right now, yep, restaurant's great. Gave it a go. I learned all these things. Like you said, I like people, I like food, but it doesn't mean I have to have a restaurant. But the thing, you know, for me, the biggest thing from that, and I'll briefly tell you, because I had another business mm. that didn't go to... No, this is end, good, yeah. That didn't end well, is that what I, what I realised about those failures and, like, you know, like, I say failure is like, I don't know, it's like this yuck word. It's so yuck, isn't it? Yeah. It's just gross. But it really is. It even looks like it's, looks like fuck, and you're just like, oh, that's, <laughs> like, you want to say it, but you don't want to hear it. Like, yeah, it's, I don't it's know. Just, you did something for a period of time that no longer had the passion behind it. It didn't get the traction you thought it would. It didn't build the audience that you expected it to. And that's it. And you also put in maximum effort as well. It's not like you were like, oh, yeah, we'll put in a restaurant, we'll do it. You were working at full-time a well, year. That, 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 you it, know what to, I mean? If people are doing that, you know, like I'm multi I said people like, I, I'm a diamond. I'm multifaceted and I'm multi-passionate. <laughs> like, you know, there is like, and there's just one of me, but whichever way you look at me, I'm going to shine in different areas. But I have foundations. Like I'm across a lot of projects, but for me, it's building communities. It's bringing people together. Like this is the common thing. And 100% I go into everything that I do, knowing that that's what I want to create. But the result of the intention behind why everyone was coming together, that might not work out. So you know, don't get too attached to that. And the lessons themselves, you know, this is a funny thing, because. I, I, I make the same mistakes all the time. And, you know, people say, oh, you learn from your lessons, you learn from your lessons. Well, yeah, sometimes you do, but sometimes you don't. Mm. And that's okay, because what you've taken out of it might not be necessarily the lesson, but it's the experience. You know, like people who have behavior traits, like, you know, I've not had many successful relationships, but I've picked them based on the behavior trait. And I've been able to identify this is this is not good. This is toxic, and I'm still and I'm and I'm still been in there. But like when I look back on it now, like every single experience was building me up to be the person that I am today. I didn't learn the lesson. Mm. I could identify that this person wasn't right for me. I still stayed. Mm. I, like and I knew. But when I have a look at business, it's exactly the same thing. Like I can see that something might not work. But what I want to achieve is I want to give it a go. And I'm not attaching the word failure to it. I'm attaching that experience that I'm going to have to create it or um, whether to study it or whether I'm going to build it. Do it, work in it, yeah. Whatever. Mm. Like, it's the experience. So I attach myself in that journey. And, you know, a lot of journeys that I've had have had, like, a lot of hardship in them. Like, I now thrive in that. Like, I don't see it as, like, uh, an ingredient for failure. So, and 
another like the, the most recent business that I've had that didn't work out is I worked in the corporate industry for a couple of years. I got really good at doing what I was doing. I worked for a company and I'm down in Adelaide. And when I decided to move back to Queensland, I resigned from this job. And the gentleman that I was working for at the time turned around and he said to me, are you leaving Adelaide or are you leaving the company? And you know, me being me, it was like, well, like, you, you don't have to put like too much thought into it. It's exactly the same thing. Like, I'm leaving Adelaide, so I'm leaving the company. Like, you're based here. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did I miss something? Yeah. Um, and he said to me, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to start my own business. You know, thank you very much for the lessons. I want to do exactly what you're doing, but I've got my own ideas about how I'm going to do it a little bit different. Anyway, the, the story is we went into business together. I moved to Queensland, we went into business together. He's my business partner. He offered all this support and he was going to be a mentor and encouraging. And he was in some elements, mostly when I was like in completely, like complete dire straits and it was going to be a detriment to the business, um, that he would offer me some advice. But I slowly lost passion for what I was doing. And I still worked really hard because I was, I was giving my clients that experience of working with me. And I was nurturing that relationship and I was being in service and I was being a good human. But essentially what I was doing wasn't fulfilling anymore. And it, you know, not generally this case of like, oh, I can't be bothered doing it, I hate what I do, I hate my job. You know, like, if you hate your job, don't do it. Yeah. Just find something that you don't mind doing you're not too passionate about it tolerant. but it pays the bills yeah. you're tolerant but you can still go to bed at night have a decent night's sleep wake up in the morning going I'm going to do this today maybe it doesn't light you on fire but just have that if you hate doing something I don't ever suggest that you do it if you're brushing your teeth and you're dreading about putting your shoes on to walk out the door that's a bad sign that's yeah. a really bad sign yeah. because what you don't realise is like the, the knock on effect of that and how easy it is to slide into a state of depression. And it affects others around you as well. The, yeah, mm. like when you have an understanding of like your own personal emotional intelligence, of do you, are you proactive, are you reactive, are you someone that can identify you know, why you're feeling angry or agitated, or even if you don't know why you're feeling those emotions, but just being able to identify, oh, I'm not usually this short with people around me, or why am I being so hard on myself? Oh, I woke up and I'm just, Mm. felt like I was you know if you're working out and just been like I feel like I'm in a bad mood mm. nothing's happened you just feel like you're in a bad mood and instead of taking that out on people you could express I woke up and I, I don't know why I just I feel like I'm in a shitty mood so I'm just not going to be around people today bring it on annoy me see what happens <laughs> <laughs> you know but like just being transparent so yeah. in this in this business I was very transparent and I was like listen I'm, I don't feel supported there's all these things I wanted to do. You know, I had this big vision of how I was going to change the industry. And you said that I could and you were going to be by my side, but now you're not. And it ended up very, very toxic, actually. Um, I was building Karma at the time. I was still running this corporate business. I was working about 19 hours a day. And I had two different personalities. Um, and one day it got to the stage where I refused to do a job that he had asked me to do. Um, so we shared that business, so I handled Queensland, but if he had got a, if he had, had an inquiry through his office, um, you know, he would ask whether I wanted to do it or he could outsource it. And this was a very big job and he, he needed to look good in it. 
and I refused to do it because it was going to take a lot of energy. I had to be away for an extended period of time, away from my partner. We weren't doing so good at that time, and I made that decision. And a couple of weeks later, I woke up one day and the bank account was completely cleared. Shit. <laughs> and like completely cleared. And rage came over me. Oh, we're just like, there's no self awareness there. It's just like, I'm on fire. Like, unbelievable. And like, mind you, I'm building this co-working space. And when I say I'm building, obviously, you know, you've been there, it's, it's you know, it's handmade. Mm. So I was on the power tools. Like I was sanding and drilling and, you know, building desks and painting and staining. Like, And then I had this other side to me where I was in stiletto heels and, and, you know, a pencil dress and I was out there, you know, doing the thing. Uh, and... The rage came over me and I remember just feeling hot, <laughs> just hot, so hot that I felt like I just needed to get naked and I was like, I cannot, I feel claustrophobic in my own skin and, you know, after a few um, colourful words were said, I gathered my thoughts, I spent the next day rolled up in bed and I think like I was making a fort with all the crumbs that were around me. And only a couple of days later, I just, I made the decision that I could pursue it, but it was going to cost me thousands of dollars. I was going to get dragged through the court system. Um, you know, I think at the time I was 27. Um, I was, you know, I had this image of myself, like you're a professional young female, you've been doing good, like you don't deserve this. But this gentleman that you're in business with is in his 60s and he can throw his weight around and he knows a lot more than you do. And I fought with myself of, that doesn't matter, you know, I'm going to be able to get justice, people shouldn't get away with this, it's the principle of things. And, and I went back and forth. Mm. But within a week of, you know, that roller coaster, I had made a decision that that money was earned doing something I didn't really enjoy. Um, I don't know if you know, but I, I had a, the, the company was doing commercial debt recovery. So it was my job to close down businesses and it was my job to serve people legal documents and it was my job to bankrupt people. So, you know, being in that, being in that space as well and, and, and realizing how completely out of alignment I was. And then I had done this for the last three years based on my ego, I let it go. Mm. I literally let it go because I came to the realization that all I really needed to do was have a roof over my head, have the grit that I that I that I had when I first started, and if I had that, and if I if I could find that again, which obviously I very clearly displayed in that week <laughs> of determination, um, cool I just shifted. Bit, yeah. I just shifted it. I shifted it into something else that I could be doing or that I at the time was doing and I let that be the story you know and a lot of people say oh that business failed I, I didn't really fail it just it didn't work out the way that I that I thought it was going to I lost passion for it I wasn't as determined and essentially at the end of the day, that was my blessing in disguise. And I, I know that I would have 
walked away from that business within, you know, I was preparing to walk away from it, you know, not mm. taking on these jobs. I was mentally preparing for, I'm just going to have to put my foot down and say, I'm not doing this anymore. Mm. But I had that, you know, I suppose that, that, that thought in the back of my head that I would be walking away with, you know, my, my share, my share of all this hard work. Mm. But you did it though, you know what I mean? You still did it. And it's not, you know, but when you look back now, it's like, is it going to matter at, at that day in, no. what, 50 years' time? It's not going to matter, is it? You still did it, and now you're up, you had that week. No one is going to say at my funeral. She was in a hot ball of rage that day. Like, you know, no one's going to no, say that. No, you know, we look after her, you know, from that one time when this happened. No, these are the behaviour traits and how we make people feel. That's what people remember. The rest of it is just a journey. So and so, how how is Karma going now? So that would that would have been the week that you know, hands on tools, painting things, driving jag without engines. Like Karma is going really well. There's a thriving community of change makers, like minded individuals, and it's a home for people to feel safe. It's a place where people can come together with other individuals that have um, things in common, and that they can go and do activities together. But it is based on effort. You can go to that place and sit in there all day and not meet anyone. Okay, it's so not my job mm. to hold your hand. It's not my job, in fact, to do anything. I choose to do things. So I choose to, you know, encourage interactions between people. But you also have to play a part and you have to put in the effort. Um, but the community that's been built there, the organisations that work on the space and, you know, what, what's being created based on the core pillars and values, of community collaboration and connection, or we stay true to. I'm, I'm always reevaluating how I could do more. Personally, that's for me. I don't, you know, I don't encourage everybody has to always be looking at how they can do more, because most of the times when we look at that, we will find opportunities when what we're doing is more than enough. Um, and you know, I'm I'm so happy with what's being created. You know, I don't. I don't often enough stand back and have a look at what was created and I suppose give myself the credit for all the hard work that has gone into it because I believe the people have created it. But in terms of those initial stages and what I had been through, for me it's kind of like a no-brainer mm. now. And I think that comes down to the, the determination and grit in all of the projects it doesn't matter if it didn't work out do you have the energy to do it again to like be reignited with a new passion it's like the resilience that you talked about it's like instead of being in a ball of hot rage for up two weeks three weeks you did it for a week and you went and started building chairs and i acknowledged that like i allowed myself to have that time you know i didn't suppress the anger i didn't suppress the emotions there are definitely a lot more things I could have done in being reactive, but what purpose did they serve? Because then I would have had to deal with the consequences mm. of my own actions. And, you know, the, the term like take, take, taking, taking risks um, around this word, word of, of, of failures is, what, what is the risk? Like, you know, I said, if we're not talking about the financial portion of that, and we, you know, need to be very mindful to just understand that that is, that's one of the, the bricks in building what you want to, but you need to have a really strong foundation. And what is that? 
the risk of what? Mm. Your pride, your ego, or was it just, I'm going to pursue this thing that I feel really passionate about right now and see like how long I'm passionate about. Yeah, the opposite risk as well, which I think I struggle with is like it eats at you. You have the pop up and you're like, oh, I haven't done that idea. That sounds really cool. That could benefit the whole world. And imagine being 80 and going, I never did that thing that could benefit the whole world. Like, yeah. and like that's the risk that you that you don't take. Not not taking the risk gives you the risk of being 95, sitting in a rocking chair, listening to Frank Sinatra and going, fuck, I never did that. You didn't build a co-working space. You always wanted to, but I did. Mm. We're going to have these circumstances. Mm. We all, like, you know, p- people band together. We can all give and take. And at the time that you didn't pursue that idea... What I, gen- what I generally think is if it hasn't popped up again and again and again, it wasn't meant for you. Mm. We have thousands of thoughts a day. Mm. Do we action every single one? No. Mm. But if something consistently shows up in your, like in your environment, in your thoughts, in your being, in your friendships, in your network, then maybe that is something for you to explore, but only you know inside of you when it's right. Mm. You know, like I write to-do lists and then sometimes I'm on a tangent. I'm doing something completely different. Goes on the to-do list, tangent today. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I'm, I'm focusing on something at that time that I was passionate about. I know I've got my to-do list and I, mm. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm quite structured around, I will get those things done. But if at this moment, my energy is being drawn to this one thing and it's making me happy and I'm finding bliss in it and I'm finding humor and joy and I'm, I can let the inner child out or I can you know, let that, the visionary or the creative out, then just do that. Yeah, don't just drop it. They always say even when we're, when we're writing, like if you're, if you're writing a paragraph and like, but it's lunchtime, forget about lunch. You're in that, that flow state that people talk about. Don't just, exactly. don't just walk out of it stay in the flow like keep going like it's like a shower head don't just like start slowly turning it off blast it like and let that all that energy and whatever you're doing flow into that task or project or thought because if you drop it off you it's hard to get back like, I was having this conversation with a friend last night doing some um, visioning, visioning on reflections um, and it's um was a very interesting activity because I've not done something like that in such a long time that allowed you to go so deep into reflecting of like your behaviors on a day-to-day basis but it's interesting now being able to bring that up again with regards to like just being in that flow state because people do ask me like Candice how do you do all these things and I can say, oh, I'm just super passionate and, I, you know, I love what I do. No, there's some days that I don't want to do what I do. Mm. And I think, I could just go back to uni and I could just do this or if I had done that, my life would have been different. Everyone is no different. We all play that. Mm. But I think for me is I, I work in flow, you know. I, I get started doing something and then the creative juices are flowing so then I start doing something that's creative for another project. And... You know, like, I know who I am and I know what I'm working towards in the general sense of, like, my purpose. And so I just, I just go in that flow. And there are times where sometimes I get to, like, 6 o'clock and I'm like, I've done nothing that I needed to do. But then when I reflect back on that list, I'm like, what is the most important thing? And what it comes back to is 
looking at the tasks that are going to allow me to achieve that joy and bliss in life. Because when we've got things to do, they generally will always get done. Maybe just not at the pace that we thought mm. or the expectation. Like, as you know, as I said, and reflecting, like, I've got high expectations. I do about three times as much as anyone else I know every single day. You know, and I have to look at like my employees, and I'm like, well, why did that take you so long? Like, I could be doing that and brushing my teeth and having lunch at the same time. And they're like, how did you do that? And I'm like, I just can't. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> can't do this. <laughs> you know? Um, and that's how I operate. That's not how everyone else operates. Yeah. It's really important skills to know other capacities as well. Like, I think it's hard to, like we were saying a lot earlier about, well, why don't they just do it? But then it's like, well, then you talk about values and the understanding of the task and all those things. It comes then, down to being transparent. You know, when you start having more transparent conversations with people about, about just being like a raw human being, like, what made you do that? Why would you consider that? How come you haven't done that? And do it in a way of like understanding, mm. not in demeaning. Like, how come you haven't like done these, you know, five things? And if, if the human on, on the other end can you know, be vulnerable and say like, I'm just feeling really sad today and I don't know why. Mm. So I'm working at like half pace and you need to be able to be like, I feel you. I have those days too. Mm. And just being able to walk away, you know, you know, you know, asking them, you know, if there was anything you could do for them or just being able to like understand and, and, and walk away and know that, and, and hope that tomorrow they're in a better like mindset that's all we could ask of humans mm. and like just be mindful of those interactions of like you know setting your expectations in someone else and then you know being reactive when they haven't met them that's a lesson that i continue to learn and then you have the and then it's like you said earlier about the assumptions and expectations that you already have that they have no idea that you put for them oh yeah and then <laughs> and then you go well what what do you mean and then it's oh it's a bloody disruption destruction is more it, it definitely outcome. is but it, that, that comes back to like you know we're very alike in that sense is that you, you need to realise that that's with you and you have to do the work on that to be more vocal about what's going on in your head or you know if it is with like a loved one and you're in that state you know find a safe time a safe and comfortable time to express to them Sometimes when I do this, it's because this is what's going on in my head. And like, I'm, like I realize that that causes like some discomfort to you and or we end up arguing. But this is the difference in me and that's a difference in you. And it is difficult to have like two people together that see eye to eye because we, our brains work different. We love different different love languages and like it's just about the communication when it comes down to it i'm constantly in this battle with my significant other mm. where says just talk to me and i'm like i've been talking about this to you all day and he's like no you haven't and i was like i have in my head <laughs> trying to find the right words or the right situation or the right explanation I can't wait for Abby to listen to this. It's gonna. I'm gonna tell her like you, you gotta listen to this. Because like, <laughs> like, like I do what you do. I'm yeah. in my head all day. So I'm I'm constantly in my head setting these expectations of, you know, I hope you met like I, 
he should message me and ask me like if he could cook dinner today because he knows I've had a big day and then doesn't and I'm like are you then you walk in the door and you go where's the dinner that you said you were going to cook and he's like what <laughs> but it's not even that he said he was going to cook I, I'm now like shitty at him because he didn't care that I had a big day in and in my head world. in my head the way I would have loved like the way that I would have received love that day is by an act of service so and I had that expectation you know if you do something good and it could be like from a parent like and you're you know you've got this expectation that they're going to send you know as an adult send you a text saying how did it go or hope it goes well you know good luck you know you know you're going to kill it and you don't get that you immediately start like questioning like your being and then you know for for some and this happens to me fairly often as I go into like this this like existential crisis where like my life means nothing and I'm like whoa 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 hold up first of all you expected them to do that <laughs> they didn't do it and now it's just snowball like it doesn't have to be like that yeah you can you can actually just say um, this is what's happening and I would love it if you did this just let people know yeah you know and they are now it's you know I'm, I'm I'm learning because I'm, I'm very good at communicating in my line of work and I'm very communicating with my communities and my network. I'm very bad at communi- communicating in my personal relationship. Um, why that happens, I'm still yet to, to, to discover, um, but I'm hoping that it's just going to come down to the fact that you spend so much time with me. How do you not understand? <laughs> um, and just learning to be more like open of what I would like, you know, because I think that's sometimes we get afraid of like telling people what we would like. Yeah, it's like even I go, I go to the when I collect the coffee, right, from Sea Dog and Burley, I know that I get free coffee. The barista does not always know that I get free coffee. Instead of just going, hey, just letting you know I get free coffee, I'm sitting there twiddling my thumbs, going, yeah, how's your day? How's your weekend? Twenty minutes have gone by, they go, oh, okay, cool, have a good day. And I'm like. Just ask me if I want a coffee because I get it for free. And this morning, Grace was just like, "Oh, do you want a coffee?" I'm like, "Yeah, sick. How good?" I, like, rather me walking in going, "I'm the coffee guy. Give me the free coffee." I just want someone to be like, because I don't want to come across like that. I want to be like, someone asked me for coffee. That's like, yeah, actually, I'd love coffee. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, and it's that. It's like the communication and acknowledgement. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like so. I know you do this for us, and then we do this, but I'm gonna ask. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, that, like you said, the feeling of what, things that we like, which I like a free coffee. So. Yeah, like yeah. I have a, I've got a friend at the moment that's going through a really tough breakup. I know she's having a shit day. Yeah. I know she'll be having a shit day for probably weeks. Yeah. But I check in and ask her, like, how are you doing? And I know I'm preparing that she's not going to be having a great day. Yeah. But you just got to show up. You got to mm. show up and, and, and ask people and be curious. And, and make them feel validated and loved and welcomed. You know, this is, you know, like, have you ever been to a cafe where they remember your name and your order? What a feeling. What a feeling. Morning, Nathan. You know, it's already, it's already over there waiting for you at your favourite table with your favourite breakfast. Go and enjoy. Like, amazing. Yeah, or if you have, like, like, you know, like a habit and people are like, oh, that's the way that they'll, that's the way they like it. Mm. You know, for example, like, I go to my grandmother's house and, uh, you know, it, it's funny, she, 
she's she's still got her wits about her. But every single time I'm there, like I don't drink dip, like I don't drink dairy milk. Mm. She'll ask me, "You want milk in your coffee?" And I'm like, "Are you starting to lose your mind, or do you just not pay attention to it?" She goes, "I have been caring for people my whole life." My job now is to enjoy my life. I am not going to store this thing of how you like your coffee in my head mm. because I am 81 years old and I have so many things stored in my head. And I'm like, that is fair enough. And now, now I don't get angry because I used to feel like she doesn't care about me because every time she's asking the same <laughs> question. You know? Like, how, how do you not know? And it just comes back to what we said about that communication. Like, something I'm curious about is I'm not sure how much time you've got left today, but I'd really like to talk about social impact leaders rise. Mm -hmm. Explain to the listeners, this is the question that I ask, five W's and the H. So who, what, when, where, why, and how is it? So it's everything about it, go. Okay, you're gonna have to remind me if I don't answer one of those questions. Yeah. But <clears throat> for me, social impact leaders rise is a, um, a platform and network of change makers. Um, it's a platform that I put together or a network I put together because I, in this journey um, of, of life and in this mess of exploring projects and ideas and that those that have worked and those that have, that have not, what I, what I realized is that I love being involved with and I love spending time with things that mean more to me in the long term of what impact it's going to create in the world for others, for strangers. So not only in my local community, not only in another country, but like worldwide. And it's a feeling. It's a feeling and the sense of being that I exist or I am doing something that means more than just who I am. So social impact leaders rise, which you know, it's a lot to say. And I yeah. Think, I've been playing with the idea if I just can that and I'll call it something else, but we'll see. I'm, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for the name to come to Like, me. I do systematic literature review and it's SLR. So it's like social leaders rise, but then it's no impact. Do you need the I? S-I-L-R? S-I-R? S-I-L-R? Yeah, I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Who knows? Rebrand might be coming. So I... I identified these traits. I identified that I had these traits and I identified that I was meeting people that also had these, these traits in them. And you know, in, in business, in any business, when, you, when you're starting out, you start doing this thing called networking. I love it, it's so fun. Right. It's so good, um, if you do it right. I think, what I think about networking, it's like going to a kid's party and trying to find someone you like to play with, right? So I was in that space and I was going to a lot of networking events. Might also leave with a lolly bag as well, like some, sort of, <laughs> some sort of book or whatever. <laughs> well, we do put on food and drink at all yeah. of the social impact this rise events, so you leave with that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when I, when I was able to like clearly identify this and I was going into these networking events and I would have these conversations with amazing people, you know, doing these, these great things. Um, I would say, okay, well, 
why are you doing it? Like, why, why, why did you start that marketing agency? Why did you do this? And it all came back to either success, money, I've always done it, it was in the family business. And I never really got an honest answer of, I do it because I want to make a difference. And the story of like what I can tell through marketing or you know if I sell this product it's going to benefit X like there was never that do good element to it and I I just got tired of it I'd moved from that space I'd been in that space you know it was a project I worked on in terms of like networking for for business and um, you know just being able to get clients I did that because it didn't matter about the person it mattered about like what I could get from them. So I started what I called networking with a purpose. And I would go out to these networking events and I would start asking people um, what their, what the purpose of the business was and was it aligned to their own personal purpose. And it started triggering a lot of people. And I started to like lose a lot of friendships. <laughs> um, and I, I slowly realized that there were this there was this unique way of doing business where you created something a product or a service that had purpose and it was going to create this positive impact and it didn't need to be global but for me i just think on a global scale i like to think big when i think you know there's people all around the world that think like me so it doesn't make me feel isolated and I started to look. I looked at these networking events and I asked people that were running networking events, hey, is there any community of people that operate in this way? Um, and I was constantly led to like non-for-profits, non-for-profit, non-for-profit. And for me, I was like, okay, well, I, I see the charity, I see the cause. But I still had like this driving desire to be in like this business world I kind of like the chaos of like you know getting things done and being able to, to achieve and I'm quite results driven so like you know that determination and grit comes into play and, and I had this new element of like doing good um, so I couldn't find it um, in my local community being on the Gold Coast and I through a friend found this amazing community in Brisbane and for about a year I would go to the networking events and I'd be a part of that and then the event would finish and then I'd have to drive for an hour and 20 minutes home. And on that, on that drive every single time, I felt like I have to move. My people, I can't find my people. Mm. I can't find my people. Um, you know, no one understands me. I'm, you know, I'm alone. I feel isolated. No one thinks like me. How come no one else wants to do good in the world? You know, what's wrong with them? And social impact leaders rise was born because i couldn't find that and in, instead of being you know in that space of you know as, as i just described mm. i just thought this is and there's an opportunity here again <laughs> it might fail but i'll give it a go so i came up with the concept to create a community of like-minded um, individuals that had this purpose of, of giving back through their studies, through their work. Um, and I held um, an online event, I then held an in-person event, and then the world um, took a turn 
and everything was, was put back online. But essentially that network is a supportive network um, for individuals, we have a buddy system where you can be buddied with another individual to keep you accountable on, on, your, on your journey and on your tasks. Um, for some of the individuals that have been buddied in the past, it's been very successful. For others, it hasn't been so much. So for me, I'm now reflecting on what that process could look like and, and how I could make it better. And at every um, gathering, I uh, invite a guest to come and tell us their story about the project that they're working on, where they're at with it, who they need, how we can help them. Essentially, it is this platform for individuals to, to collaborate on. But instead of collaborating with your everyday business person um, or you know every, every, everyday um, individual who wants to do good but is a little bit lost, you can be surrounded by many people and pick and choose that this person could be my friend. And that's essentially it. Mm. You know, bringing together a vast amount of people so that individuals in there can find just even that one person that they enjoy the company of, that they could be surrounded by, that they could find camaraderie in, and that would support them through their journey. Because I don't believe that anybody should be on their mission and their journey um, alone. That's awesome. And it's going well. I've been to a few events. I've stood up there and spoken about the daily grind uh, a few times and met some really great people. I've had Adrian on the podcast now as well. Yeah, um, And he's a cool dude. Um, yeah, like, like the people who asked you the other day, I can't wait for the next one. But now I'm not going to put that pressure on you today, this afternoon. Um, yeah, it's an amazing It'll group. It'll be next month. The yeah. next event will be next month. Um, for me, it's... I was constantly told, even you know, going back to that, I was, t- I was told by many that were in that space, oh, um, you know, what does this like look like? Or, what's the plan for this? You know, we've been to these types of events, like... Someone started this and it didn't work. Mm. Someone started that and it failed. This person tried and it didn't get anywhere. And you know, I was in that like com- comfy spot where I was like, it might fail, but I don't know how they've done it. I don't know, like, did they wake up with my energy? Did yeah, it puts a negative con- conversation. Yeah, I put like a negative connotation on the 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 idea of trying to do it. Oh no, it's failed. Don't try to do that, Candice. You'll fa- you'll just fail. It would be it would be silly. I've got A, B, C examples of someone doing it. Don't do it. Shut up. Like, yeah. let me just let me do it. And look at it now. It's got like a thousand people or more probably on Facebook. When you go to an event that was built for 10 people on Zoom, it's now got 50 people in a room. Yeah. Like, you can't actually hear yourself think. It's so popping. Like, <laughs> when you walk out of there, you're just like, there's no, time, there's no time to sleep tonight. I've got to get all these networks online and talk to people and get the next action done and build yeah. a website and... It's like, a buzz, and then, you know. Yeah, it I, is. I, I That's the word. Like that buzz. I, I, I enjoy this buzz more than I've enjoyed other types of um, entrepreneurial buzzes because you just know that all these people are doing these amazing things in the world. And if I'm in the room, I've chosen to be in the room because I, you know, I aspire. Like I, like I'm inspired by mm. them, and I have my own aspirations to be one of those people that's making all this change in the world. And 
you know, I'm just so excited because I'm not the only one that thinks like this. I'm not the only one that wants to, to make these waves in the world. I'm not the only one that, you know, thinks about other people before myself. Mm. Like, there's many of us. And, you know, for me, you know, in all of the things that I do, again, coming back to it, it's just, it's people. Mm. Like, when you understand that you could bring people together that are like-minded, that have the same interests, that want to achieve the same things, and you encourage them to work together and you create this platform um, for, for those individuals. And I'm not saying that it's easy. <laughs> no. I just mm. want to know yeah. that it's not easy. Um, but I'm so passionate about it. And, you know, you know, we were talking before, like in a lot of these projects, there's not a lot of financial gain. So that's not what I'm receiving. Mm. What I am fueled on is by... Um, being told, oh, I met this individual at one of your events and now, you know, her and I are doing this amazing thing. Or, you know, yesterday a gentleman said to me, oh, through one of your events, I got introduced to this person and then we got this donation. And I'm like, great. Like, I'm just the facilitator yeah. of, of all of this. And, you know, I'm not getting, like, I'm not personally getting anything, like, tangible out of it. Mm. But my life doesn't look like that. Like, my life's purpose looks like being in service to bring people together well, puppet master it's good and you said i don't know i don't know how if we spoke about it off air or on air but you said that earlier you were like well I'm, I'm kind of the background person who like this is my idea and your face person bang let's do it here we go and you're still getting outcomes and it's making you feel good yeah um but you might not necessarily have to be involved to uh, yeah i just got something i'm a fire starter i have mm, an idea yeah. and I, I will personally roll with it first and I will see if it's going to work mm. in terms of like, does it get legs? Yeah. Like, has it got the traction? Like, what support needs to be in place? And because I know I have that capability and because I know that there's so many people out there that are like yearning for these communities that don't exist. Mm. I, and you know, I have a knack for it. I have passion for it. I, you know, I get my I get my hands in there. I put the energy in, mm. and and I'll create them. That's and then when it's when 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 it has substance, I then ask other individuals, okay, would you like to now support that? And I'm not give just giving them then the idea, saying you roll with it, like you go make it happen. Yeah. You know, I'm really setting the foundations for something amazing, and you know, I suppose like I can also identify when people aren't putting in the work when I'm when, you know when I can say to them, listen, like. If you don't do those um, those tasks by this time frame, which is you know, and I'm very realistic about that, is that unfortunately, like that project's not going to go ahead. Or if you you know have lost passion in this element, then you should give it to someone else. Like I'm very, you know, I rally with people all the time. If you've taken on the task to do something and you just don't have the energy, or like you have an unforeseen circumstances going on in your life, like like you went to make a peanut butter jelly sandwich and there was no peanut butter and it's really upset you for the day just tell people transparency what you talk about the whole the whole time it's just like just tell me then I'll know don't assume that you're going to go to the shops there might not even be any peanut butter at the shops could it be a worldwide peanut butter shortage and you don't even know yet just let us know that's just it like just yeah because we need we still need the sandwich regardless like but we just hold so much back like for what I don't really know like what the benefit of that is like sometimes people will say to me comes like you are the most honest person I know. And some people come to me and say, give it to me straight. 
And then other people will tiptoe around, going, I don't want cameras to see what I'm doing because she'll pull it apart. Whereas for me, I will give my opinion in such a way of like, I see, I see it, I see it clearly, but I see it through my own eyes. Mm. So however you see it is going to be different, but I'm going to tell you exactly how I see it. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I often say things too quick and then Abby's like, you shouldn't have said that. Or just think, just think, just for five minutes before you say that next time. But like, like I said, I'm kind of like you. I don't, I'm not going to, why hold back? Just, just say it and we'll deal with the circumstances and repercussions after I've finished talking. And just roll with it. Just, yeah. And that's like, like what I do with the projects. Like I just go for it. And if it didn't work out or if like there's a hurdle that you need to overcome, just go with it. It doesn't mean to say that it doesn't come with its own stress and, you know, all these emotions. Shit days, everything. Shit days. Like, yeah. Just be transparent about the whole thing. Oh, this circumstance happened and I feel like this is slipping through my fingers. So now I'm having a shit day, which means that I'm going to be projecting that on you and you've just asked me if I want a fucking coffee. Like, mm. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like, well, the sun comes up and it's going to rain. Sure if you went to the coffee yeah. shop and the barista was like, How, like, how's your day? And you're like, actually, I'm having a shit day. Yeah. I'm having a shit day because my car wouldn't start this morning and then this happened, then this happened, then this happened. And so what milk would you like if that? <laughs> That's what they're going to say. A lot of people are going to be like, oh my God, no one's ever said that. Usually they, just say, they ask, how are you? Good. And they all ask for the coffee. I often do that as well. I'm like, well, actually, today was pretty shit. I woke up this and they go, oh, don't know what to say. It's like, it's just going to say, just pra- being transparent. But if we practice that more often. Yeah. People would get, you know, wouldn't get so upset when they go to then order the sandwich because... Like, They'd be like, okay, fine. Cool. I'll, just, look, I'll make my own peanut butter burger. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I just think that, you know, I think this is a key ingredient for so many things. And in an, such an uncertain space that every, like, globally we're in, it's hard to throw around this word of, like, being transparent because obviously, you know, we've got authorities that are not. And being transparent online is quite hard as well because there's full stops involved, there's commas, there's capital letters. It's just like, yeah. do this for me. I was like, kind of highly appreciated. Like, and sometimes I might sound sarcastic, but I'm being so genuine because I'm very thankful for you doing that. But I can't appreciate that in an email. I can't just, like, unless I send a video, you know, with emotion and, and facial sometimes, expression. Sometimes I guess, well, sometimes I'm like, if, if, if I think that it's not going to be detrimental mm. in a lot of circumstances and there's very few times that I think it will be I almost like let people know the emotion somewhere in the email like I will say to people if I haven't got back to them for a while and they've like followed me up on something I don't know them I'm not going to completely tell them my entire life story mm. but I'm going to say to them like you know I'm really sorry um, I've had like an off few days so I've been offline mm. um, in response to your email etc 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 because like now like they've been probably projecting and storing all this anxiety and stress and like anger and like I might have been depressed for the last two days and now there's friction and some people label it as an excuse and I hate that word it's not an excuse it's just literally what has happened or like well you can't make it because of this that's an excuse no I just have to go do this thing it's just what's happened. That's it. Deal with it. Here's your fucking answer. I've got to move on. Like, yeah, you're, it's so, you're so much like me, and it gets us in trouble all the time. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> People need to listen to this. If I can get this on the bloody news, then we'll, we'll be good. People are always like, "Oh, you were so harsh," and I was like, "No, no, I didn't have. I wasn't harsh. I'm efficient. 
<laughs> like I, I don't need to BS around. Like, yeah. Oh, but would you mind if uh no like just just get on with it next yeah next Nike wouldn't be Nike if they didn't do it they, they just <laughs> did it and look at them now like. There's only a few more things I want to touch on. We'll, yeah. get, we'll, we'll go like a fire round at the end. Cool. I think this is a really one, good question I wanted to ask you was, what do you think is so special about entrepreneurship and actually doing something and plus like going for it? Like what is that thing? Because not everyone has it. And I, I quite struggle to when I say, say to Abby, I'm like, but why don't people just get up and do it? Or why don't they, why don't people not just, you know, be a toilet cleaner? Why don't they be like, a toilet producer and whatever and it's like Abby, Abby would say some people are just not built for that they don't want to do it like where, where is the fire in them it's like, great you're like because I, I want to bring something that I've realised in like my learning in my career I'm like I would like to be able to person who can bring that out of someone and be like let's take that little spark and turn it into a house fire they like, have to want it yeah like they have to I can't it. do it for them I'd like to help them find it and burn it but like, why don't, they what is so to, special about it? They have it? to want it. Mm. Honestly, they have mm. to want it. I've spent, you know, like, my mum, my mum went in my childhood suffered from addiction and I'd always say like, why wouldn't she just start? Why wouldn't this? It wasn't until she wanted to make that decision. Mm. Enough. Yeah. That, you know, things started to change. People have to be able to see that in themselves and when they do see that little spark, you can't, teach someone how to be courageous and have determination and be resilient and have persistence. They have to go through those. I'm, I, I believe mm. they have to go through those notions. Mm. I said, and I'll just say that to my, my dad. So he's like, why can I help you with this or do this? I'm like, dad, you just let me do it. And if I, if I trip over, I'll get up and I'll tell him That's how you learn to that. If you don't tie your shoelaces, you trip over. Because you just got to live it. I'd love to like, like I have, I've had different opinions in the past. Mm. Like I'd probably go on this like woo-woo path with you of like, you know, everybody has like this amazing human potential and we're, you know, we're all connected to source and one like, at the end of the day, this is what it's come down to. Mm. Do you have the determination and grit to recognize that passion in you and have the courage to do something about it. And when I say do something about it, I don't mean going from like clean toilets to like them being a toilet producer. Mm. I meant like, does that mean that you need to do a course? Does that mean that you need to spend more time like recognizing different brands? Does that mean to say that the first step for you is like going to try and find a job opportunity with a company that's better than like that you currently work for? Mm. Like, what are you doing? What's the next action? What's you, the next yeah, action? Push this forward. Like, yeah. You don't have to focus on the end goal. Mm. Like, I've got some pretty big ambitions, but like, I'm not every day like, oh, I haven't achieved that. So, you know, fuck it, I'm not doing this today. Mm. Okay, well, if I don't do all these little things, like, I'm not going to be able to get there. And, you know, I used examples from the rest of the day. Like, if you're building, a, like, if you go to Crumman Creek and there's, you know, the river's flowing, and you're there having a blissful day and you decide to build this little damn wall to see if you can create like a waterfall, right? Like, mm. you're just, just letting it like in a child play happen. And you start putting big stones across the water path. The water will still get through. Mm. It's like you need to put those little stones in there as well and you fill all the gaps. And then when you take a step back, you build yourself a damn wall. 
and you've achieved what you wanted. But it's taken a mixture of like big actions and small little steps. And which one comes first? Everybody's life is different, so I can't make a statement. Like it's, you've really got to have a look at that person's journey, where they're at, and like what they have the capacity to do. Mm. Like you're an academic, you have like the capacity to do these huge things, but maybe right now the best thing for you to do is just do the small thing. Because mm. that's your step. Yeah. Because of your like external circumstances yeah. of like your living arrangements or your relationships or like something. And over time, like say the three and a half year PhD, like I'll not look across the stage, but I'm not gonna think about oh like a Friday in January twenty twenty one and be like, Oh, I didn't do this that day. Doesn't matter. I did I did the small stone that day. Like I did the email or I did the rather than putting a block that I was If you couldn't find your flow that day and you only just did the one thing, you just did the one thing. Mm. Like and that's you know, there's a difference between like I have high expectations of myself, but I don't beat myself up. Mm. And, you know, that's, you know, people have asked me that before, like, in conversation and on podcasts, like, do you beat yourself up when you don't achieve what you want to? I don't, I've not really not achieved what I wanted to, because I always just find inside of me that I'll, like, do that small step, and then maybe I feel like, oh, I actually don't have the passion. Like, I thought I had the passion for it, but I mm. don't have the passion. But you're also doing something else. Like you said earlier, you're in a blissful moment of getting in the creative zone. That's also something you want to do. And because it took you away from something that you also wanted to do, it's actually okay. It's not like you stopped doing what you wanted to do to have to do this because it would do this. I don't know how to explain that. So you're just following your internal being, Mm. who you are. So it's like the soul's journey of like that today, that's what I feel like. Like We all have this internal chatter of, oh, I should be doing this, I should be doing that. Mm. Who are you fighting with? Yeah, my one of my I would say I would like to call him a mentor. I went to he was one of a lecturer of mine at uni. I've had him on the podcast, Ben Desbro. You know, I say this all the time. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Like you should be doing this, but it doesn't doesn't you don't have to. There's no can, there's no can't. You just it's just do. It's like Yoda. Like just just because you can you can do a podcast doesn't mean you should. You know, not everyone has to have one. I don't have a podcast. Yeah. People ask me all the time, you should have podcasts. Yeah. You should have a talk show. You should be doing Candace has a podcast room at her office. Doesn't mean she has one. Doesn't have to do one. Like To me I haven't felt that it's right for me yet. Mm. So I haven't like I'm not in a position to give a hundred percent because like I'm in this process of like self discovery into like what is my actual opinion like what's my opinion of life right now? Mm. Like I I'm kind of in limbo in a lot of things like I've moved from you know being so left to a little bit right because of circumstances and I know that will continue to happen but like Mm. I'm not going to go out there and you know try and tell people to do things a certain way when like and you just be congruent to who you want to be like that's the thing like if you want to have really healthy habits and you know that that's going to help you then do that like the only person that you really have to listen to is you mm. and be like mindful of like the internal voice that you have like this little roommate that you live with that says like you can't do that you shouldn't be doing that just ask yourself like do I want to do it that's okay mm. you know I'm talking on like light hard things like if there's oh, yeah, some yeah, serious yeah. matters that obviously that 
need to be looked at a little bit differently. But like in general terms of like day to day life. Paul, I've had him on the podcast. This is actually his birthday today. He owns Quest in James Street. Mm-hmm. And whenever we, we on the podcast, we we had a like two and a half hour conversation about coffee. And he just every single time he says just coffee. Like if someone gets the wrong order, like we'll just make another one. It's just coffee. Like at the end of the day, what is it really? Like it's just a tree. It's just it's just coffee. Like it's not it's not going to end the world. It's like that's what comes down to your day decisions. And I say, like, you know what? It's just this. Like if it's something huge, oh, it's just your PhD. Well, that, that's a bit, a bit more an alarming bell. But if it's like, it's just a shoelace. It's just coffee. It's just a charger. Like attachment again. What we spoke about mm. earlier. Now. Rapid fire. Everyone who's listening needs to buy a jumper, even if it's summer, from Madag- for, the, for this Madagascar cause. What, what's this about? So, uh, a year ago, I met an individual uh, called Sam Lucas in Christchurch when I was speaking on behalf of the Rotary Foundation. And he, I shared a stage with him. He, such a lovely individual, he got up there and he expressed how over the number of years that he'd been working on this project, he'd been living in Madagascar, living in a village, and his mission was to be able to teach um, disadvantaged teenagers how to, to code. So in Madagascar, there is very limited tertiary education options. Um, to be honest, how he got there in that whole journey is like a very, very long story, but um, you know, people are interested, the organisation is called Onya, which is spelled O-N-J-A, website is onja.org. Um, I shared the stage with him and he was so timid. He was very, very introverted. He had such a big heart and such a big cause. And he did his speech and I'm meeting me immediately. It was like, I believe in this guy he doesn't believe in himself mm. and I ended up having lunch with him afterwards and he was delighted by my energy and I think I was like overwhelming for him because he had just come back from this village in Madagascar and um, was now you know in Christchurch where there was like fast food outlets and all things mm. and um, he said would you be an ambassador and I said to him mate I have like a hard time opening my emails and like the attachments to the emails, like I know nothing about technology. Like I'm not a mechanic in the business. I don't make the things happen. I'm the visionary. I said, but there will be a time where I will help you and I don't know what that looks like right now. Mm. Anyway, I got back to Karma. Uh, I was sitting there one day and I was like, bingo. I'm going to produce merchandise. Merchandise for the business that's going to allow our brand to get recognized. And with all of the profits, I will give them back to you. And that's what we do. We've been doing it for a year and a half now. Sick. We um, support six, on average, about six students a month. Um, and it's just one of those things. I made a promise I was going to do it. I had the opportunity to do it. And I have the capacity to do it. And I do it. Mm. Amazing. So, yeah. So cool. Go buy a shirt from Karma. <laughs> Even online. Get them online. You can get them online as well. Yeah. How good. What are your current projects? Just titles, maybe a sentence or two about them. Um, okay, so Karma uh, Color Pub, obviously, creative co-working um, space. Um, big focus on that is uh, taking it next level, being an eco-conscious space. So I've already been on that wall path, but I'm, I'm continuously looking at alternatives. 
Uh, social impact leaders rise, still alive, still thriving, still got a very active community um, asking for new events. I'm really focusing on honing down on that as um, with some importance to ensure that it is structured in a way in which it has um, long-term traction and can continue to grow without me being a part of it. Um, the mate shop, which you have um, featured on and um, attended those events. So not a project that I that I work in, obviously. It's a support network for, for men and also a social platform for, for um, males to meet other like-minded um, males and, and form genuine friendships. Um, but it's a, an idea I fostered, so I do help with the marketing on that. And then, <laughs> as they continuously go, um, I have three big um, volunteer projects that I'm working on. One is abroad and two are here. Won't go into too much detail, but they are youth and domestic violence focused. And then I am also working on my mentorship platform and how that looks. And I've um, teamed up with um, a company called Game Learn that offer an online virtual online training platform, um, which is um, like virtual games, um, to be able to bring that into the mentorship so that it has the capacity to to be tiered for corporations all the way down to a startup individual. Amazing. What's the rotary? Is that Rotary. Do you include that as well, or is that not? On the uh, so no trades. The all my volunteering. Oh, okay, so yeah. the, the three projects that I've. Um, okay, got it. So that's included. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. So cool. Love it. <laughs> if I interview in a year time, there'll be ten more there. So, I reckon. I think. Yeah. Not trying to overwhelm you, but yeah, yeah that's very cool. Aspirations for twenty twenty one. Is that kind of what you said? in there as well or is so there my, something personal difference or a professional difference yeah, yeah. so um the personal difference for me um personal professional difference is have a look at my limiting beliefs and really do a lot more work on that so coming from a third world country growing up how i did i've recognized that i have a limiting belief around money and i completely understand like it, it's amazing because i have so much knowledge and i and I, and I believe in it, but between believing and being aware and, and being in action, there is a, there's a hurdle there. So for me, that's something that I want to focus on because I want to have long-term impact and um, being able to have a healthy income, um, guilt-free, is the main thing for me. Mm. Um, I'm definitely focusing on that. Um, you know, we went on and on about you know relationships. Definitely being able to identify those behaviour traits that generally tend to sabotage my personal um, romantic relationships, and then in the professional sense, just get very clear. Just revisiting the big why and the projects and how they align, so that you know. I avoid getting this like shiny object syndrome and just um, fostering more ideas to become a reality and create more and more communities. Whereas I want to bring them essentially all together. And and what does that look like? Awesome. I like the shiny ball analogy. I have learned about that. With like, is if you get a jar, glass jar, and you fill it full of very important small, dark, ugly balls and a big shiny ball, what are you going to do first? And for that's a very big distraction thing in terms of like picking up the small pebble to yeah. stop the water flow. So that's amazing. 
good work on the fire. I've never done that before, like a quick fire session, so that was good. Two more to go, very, very simple. What's up in your world that we haven't spoken about today? Like outside of this, like what's going on in Candice's life today, the weekend, any life events, what's like, besides karma, so it's the back of his rise. Anything else going on? Um, I'm getting my motorbike license. Sick. That's <laughs> awesome. How cool. Um, yeah. I, you know, I think like many, we have like this bucket list and for, for a lot of us, it's like in our head, we're like, oh, I'd love to do that. I'd love to see this. So yeah. for me, I spend a little bit of time like putting pen to paper and going, okay, what are these like things that keep showing up? Like, oh, I would love to do that. I would love to do this. And I just never do them. Mm. Um, so instead of taking on projects, I'm like focusing a little bit more on my energy of like, what kind of experiences would I like to have for myself? Mm. Um, because with those experiences, I'm obviously going to, to gain skills and, I, I, and lessons that I can then teach more. So, you know, you know that two birds, one stone of like, what could I do that I wanted to do that I'm going to learn from as well. So definitely my motorbike license is one. That's cool. Um, you know, we're, we're entering into um, a long weekend uh, today and spontaneously I know that I'll be going away tomorrow morning. Cool. So I've got some clothes in the bag and I'm not really sure where I'm going. The tent's in the car as well, just in case. Yeah. Um, and I'll end up somewhere. Um, and then other than that, you know, something that we didn't really touch on is just your, is, is it like personal habits, like daily habits. Mm. So I've been going to the gym for five months every single day, pretty much. If I don't go in the morning, I go in the evening. And I've realized that in most of those books, when they say like going to the gym helps me, and I thought, okay, I have enough time for that. And they're serious about that, it actually does help. Yeah. Um, so I'm putting a lot more energy into that as a like form of meditation. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I often spend at the disbelief of some people, sometimes over two hours at the gym, but it's like a six bird, one stone type thing. Cause I'm talking, I'm learning, I'm training, I'm, I'm like hanging out, like I'm having a glass of water, I'm hydrating, like there's so many things I'm doing while I'm there. Mm-hmm. I'm not just headphones in, heavy metal, pushing iron, you know, yeah. I'm doing lots of things at once. And yeah. I, I think I ex- yeah. exercise is like, and you, you know, you're looking after yourself, I've been healthy, like so many stones, so many, so many birds, you're yeah. shooting down with this. Oh yeah. One one thing called physical one, activity. One hundred percent. You know, I like, I never thought I'd catch myself in that position, but mm. I've really been able to. You know, I do yoga and I do meditation and and I run and I'm like fairly active. But like, just for me to be, yeah, I suppose like even in that routine mm. of focusing on, okay, I can do this and I know that I'm, my body's going to feel a lot better and I'm going to feel a lot better and like just being in a clearer headspace. So yeah. This is the very last question that I always ask my guests. So I asked my friend Aaron, uh, who came to the very first event that I was at, at Karma with, um, what's an ideal day for Candace, Jade, Oliver? So in terms of that, he was hanging out with his friends in the morning, snowboarding in Tokyo, and surfing in the evening. I think they were on the beach or something. Like, what would it look That's like? That's a luxurious day. Yeah, I know. Like, some people go, you know what, my ideal day, my friend Peter was <clears> like, it's going to be my wedding, and we're going to be there. It's going to be an amazing big party. Then we're going to have beers and hang out. And then some people are like, we know, we go up there, have a toast, we'll go for a surf for three hours, and we'll go in the studio, and then I'll go hang out with Eminem, like the rapper. Like, you can be any, <laughs> like, that's what he said, like, you can, or, or whoever it was, someone else, I'm not sure who it was, but like, you can do it, like, what is the... My ideal morning would be to get up, and 
be surrounded by trees. I, I, I'm surrounded by trees now, and it's like, for me, it, it like fills, fills my soul full of sunshine and energy. So I'd get up, I'd be surrounded by trees, and I would have a very slow morning. I would be reading uh, with a cup of coffee, and being able to just take in all smells and listening to the chirps and you know chatter of, of the insects around. And then I would go to a local farmer's market and I would handpick ingredients and smell all the ingredients and speak to the local growers around their story and, you know, um, and, and, and how that, the, the produce came to be. And whilst there, I would be bumping into people that I have like really soulful connections with them that we haven't seen for a long time and then I would take that produce home and I would cook and I would cook for many and I would prepare an outdoor area for a dinner party which I love to do and I would get it all dressed up and most likely in that space be creating um, whether it be like a little menu to go with what I was serving or like you know folding the napkins in a certain way and really dressing things up uh, and then I would have my closest the closest people to me whether that be friends or family um, join me for a dinner party and there would be children running around and I would for hours be continuously bringing out little bits of food that I had been cooking for the day um, with love and in my element listening to to music and probably have been cooking in my undies <laughs> and just being very free-spirited um, and being able to put this feast on for people and being able to create this experience and then being able to sit with them with a glass of wine and look at the children doing headstands and cartwheels and just being under the night sky and just being very appreciative of like that soulful connection. Can I come? It sounds so good. <laughs> <laughs> you can come. You can I've, I've, I've been visualising the whole thing like real big trees and they in the wind they go yeah. and like a nice checkered white and red tablecloth. Yeah. Like, oh, I can see you in like a, a huge um, <laughs> apron bringing out like the big dish. Like, look, we've got today. Like, exactly. And yeah. just being able to be like, at that table going, oh, I met Joe and these tomatoes are growing in his garden and he said like, he, he, he doesn't use this and he uses that and like his grandmother like the story yeah. it's like the stories like this is what I'm so passionate about like you know like farm to table it's like I love the stories like the produce obviously ends up better but like what's the story behind it I can appreciate the silence in the morning as well the coffee and the reading like it's nothing better than like reading a chapter of a book and just going okay, for me lights. it's like in that moment I really get to reflect on like who am I today and like I have that thought, like I don't know whether males have this thought, and I don't know whether it's a gender thing, but like you know, I have so many personalities as well. Like I need that space in the morning where I'm like, it's almost like what am I gonna like? What am I gonna wear? Mm. But like not from a very feminine perspective. It's just like who am I gonna be? Mm. Like am I going to reach for a dress? Am I gonna put on? you know, shorts and a t-shirt, or am I going to be in jeans and, you know, an old band merchandise t-shirt and Converse for the day? Like, who, who am I being today? Like, what energy is in me? 
like um, am I creative? Am I a professional? Like I'm all of these things. Yeah. But like today when I like I'm when I'm waking up and I'm realizing, you know, like the world that I live in and you know, just taking in that moment to appreciate being, like I'm very lucky, like I'm I'm healthy, I live in an amazing space, like I don't need anything. Like that's the opportunity. Like the opportunity for me is like who do I get to be today? I can be anyone. Like mm. who do I want to be? Yeah, that's awesome. I think it's I think Matthew McConaughey said it's like check in with yourself before you check in with the world yeah. in the morning. So you walk out there and you're on your phone, you look at the headlines and what's happening in the world. What about you? What's happening with you? Like you just got up. You've woken up from a good slumber, had a couple of dreams. Or not. Or not, yeah. Maybe you've had like, nightmares and you've just come to and you wake up in the morning so scatty. Yeah. And you you're just like, I don't know. Check in with yourself first before then going to your partner or anything outside of your own little world because it sets you up for the day. 100%. Like, like you said, what am I going to put on today? Like, I have the, like, uh, the combi van side of myself. I want to get a van and get a surfboard and go around the world and I want to have a Chrysler version of myself where I'm like the mafia boss. <laughs> But it's all good business. Like left and right. It's like I'll have them two sides of me, but like, and you have to show them out in certain situations. Like you said, who am I going to prepare to be today? What's on the list today? Cool, I've got to go meet Candace. You know what? I'd probably have my hair down and a single eye. Like, but if I'm if I'm meeting, you know, Donald Trump, I'm probably going to have to figure some shit out what I'm going to say and put a suit on and whatever, you know, like. And you know the thing is like, just just to catch him now, it's like I'm I'm probably going to have to. Mm. You don't really have to do anything. Mm. Like I catch myself sometimes where I'm like, you know, people come into just Tacoma, for example, and they're in like, they're really casual, and I promote that. I'm mm. like, it's a place that you can come in and don't even have your shoes on. Mm. But then when I'm in this space, I'm like, oh, do I get to be like that as well? Like, yeah. do I have to, like in the morning? Do I have to get dressed up? Like, do I need to do my hair and makeup? Like, or can I just roll in? Like, they roll in. Like, is it like, is there a difference? Like, and if I don't, do they still respect me? It's the stigma. Like, hey, like I often now, like I'll purposely dress like a a fool and then go to the gym just to make other people laugh. Like, I don't care what color the matches or whatever. I'm there to work out. I'm not there to look cool. Yeah. Like, uh, it doesn't bother me. But I even think your grandma's like, do I have to ask Karma about this, uh, Candice about this dumb milk thing? Can I just pour the milk in? Or can I just not pour the milk? To be honest, like, yeah. sometimes she does, yeah. and I just drink it. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but like, yeah. it's just the coffee. Yeah, it's just comes like, back to that age. Like, yeah. I'm not allergic to milk. I just yeah. don't make, like, I just make a, a choice not yeah. to digest it. Like, Once again, it's like, nice to be able to ask what you like. But it's not yeah. even, like, I'm not even doing it to please her. Mm. I'm just doing it because like it's there it's been done like there's no harm yeah mm. like what's two teaspoons of milk going to do like yeah. thank you so much for coming on and spending some time with me today Candice my absolute pleasure it's been so much fun we had last we talked about lots of serious things as well and I think we've definitely set the podcast up for a good uh, or a good year so thank you so much again for coming on Coming to the new space. Very cool. Hopefully it sounds not too bad on the mic. And um, have an awesome time away. Thank you. To finish off, as always, thanks for listening. I really do appreciate it as this is a passion of mine. Don't forget to leave a review. It helps other people find the show. And please share this episode on your social media or tell a friend to continue spreading the message of cooking goals. 
You can sign up to our weekly email by clicking the link in the description of this episode and follow our Instagram at the Cooks Community. Until next time, remember to breathe.